Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. here's your host, Jason Swigger. And a fine good morning to you all. Welcome to May. It is May. May? Oh, that's a month. That's a month. Okay. May flowers. True. We didn't have much yes. rain in April, though. May is probably not a word you're familiar with. You, you don't ask permission much anymore. You just do and deal with the consequences. <laughs> Where are you going with that? I don't know. <laughs> But I'm, it not, is I'm not going there with you. <laughs> I want to be whipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have my moments of whipping. And That's true. Whipped. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it is May. The weather is uh, warming up. Ideal conditions uh, here. Maybe a little drizzle here and there, but uh, nothing that should keep you from uh, getting out there and playing. Now, the weather's been really good. Uh, today's a little blustery, but it's definitely playable. And we're about to go into a whole couple of months yep. here of perfect weather. Golf courses have done their aeration. Yep. Uh, some of the greens are tad on the bumpy side yet, but they are improving greatly. And I played the reserve in a pro-am this uh, couple of days ago, and it was in fantastic shape. Ah, how'd you shoot? Uh, Did always, you make some money? No. Oh. No, I... Uh, and I got to buy drinks again after the show is what you're telling me. Right. Okay. The, uh, I, I would have liked to have played better. Ah, that's a familiar refrain from myself. Absolutely. That is the only response that a golfer should ever give when they don't play well is I wish I had played better or I hoped to have played better. So, uh, little, little work with the putting yet starting to hit the ball. Good. Made a change in my swing. Um, about a week and a half ago, discovered something, and uh, it's coming along quite good. Hitting the driver like dead straight ah. and long. Uh, irons are coming around. Short game really needs uh, more work. It's coming around, but it needs work. Mr. Green, you got to be able to get up and down. That's and right. my scrambling statistics are well below 50%, so we got to bring that up. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the reserve and uh, some of the shots you may need if right. you're going to go out there and play during the tip segment. But we got a very, very busy show. All five tours are in action this week, so uh, we'll get to the leaderboards in a moment. Alex Maselli, longtime golf scribe. You've seen him on Golf Channel uh, for quite some time. You've read his work over the years. 
uh, in, in all sorts of golf publications. He's now doing things for Morning Read. And we haven't got to it. The announcement came a few weeks ago about this player impact program. The PGA Tour uh, found 40 million bucks between the couch couch cushions. Meanwhile, while it's laying people off left and right uh, to give to the eight most, uh, quote, impactful golfers on tour every year. And I can't figure it out. My instinct is to rail them. But until I actually understand, I, I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Alex Maselli is going to join us at 815. Try and, and spell out what the PGA Tour is trying to do. So are they totally off their rockers completely? Or are they trying to address something just going about it very clumsily? I don't know. I, we're going to need somebody who who thinks this is a good idea because at first look, this is indefensible. This is not a good approach to growing the game or yeah. doing anything that I, you and I understand. So I don't know what they're trying to take care of or what specifically they're trying to address that's a concern. There's always talk of this super tour uh, by some uh, uber-rich guys out in, I don't know if it's Saudi Arabia or the United Arab Emirates or somewhere over there, uh, that they're trying to create their own super league with the top 40 players or whatever every year with a 12 event sort of thing that the PGA tour keeps bringing up. Yeah. But this, I don't know how real it is. Yeah. This is, and Alex will probably fill us in on this. This is kind of a, an end around appearance fee. Yes. Deal. And yet if you're going to give money to players like Phil Mickelson, who doesn't make cuts and Tiger Woods, who, who can't play, can't get on a course, then you're defeating What's the point? me until the whole yeah. purpose. So we'll get some more insight from Alex Maselli. And then at 8.45 in the business of golf, Mark Pazdur is the tournament director uh, for the um, the nation's uh, private cl- – there's a, a tour, uh, the Executive Cup, um, then is a national – as I understand this, it is a national tournament from all the club champions. So people at, at country clubs or private clubs, uh, they have an opportunity as well to – a go and play at, at great courses all across the country. And so we'll find out a little bit more of that. We talked um, last week about the AM tour that's coming to Portland and an opportunity for just amateurs to get out and have some competition. But those that are, are members of clubs, they've got competitions too. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities out there to play. And I encourage people, if you want to be competitive to go do those, Mark's going to talk to us about how, um, the pandemic has impacted private clubs and resorts. So I get his blog and his emails about different places to visit. Uh, and things are starting to loosen up a little bit, but he'll have some advice for us. Yeah, and their uh, their executive cups coming to Coeur d'Alene for the next three years. They right. just inked a deal, so it's coming to the Northwest as well. So tons to get to Coeur in the next is hour. Beautiful, by the way, it is. And uh, the the resort up there, of course, of course, the signature fourteenth, the floating uh, hole up there uh, that you take the little ferry out to or two to play the green so great golf course great there's golf a couple golf. of them in that area that are fantastic yep one of those areas as well so tons to get to but let's start as always by going inside the ropes it's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards the latest on all tours plus local golf events and golf news this is inside the ropes part of golf in the northwest European Tour round three going on. They're still uh, in Spain down on the Mediterranean coast. Looks absolutely gorgeous. The Tenerife Open, Golf Costa Adeye in Spain. 
This is one of the great names uh, in all of sports, quite frankly. Nikolai von Dillinghausen of Germany is your leader at 16 under par. Fired a uh, 62 in round two to build a lead, but the uh, the field is starting to catch up. Dean Burmeester from South Africa and Kale Smuya from Finland. Uh, one shot back. Uh, Garrick Higo, who was in contention last week on the European Tour. He's a 14. Eduardo Molinari, uh, the lesser Molinari brother at 13 under. So a couple of names, but the European Tour, um, kind of the the regulars there getting an opportunity to get some points and see if somebody can sneak on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, uh, I think it was one of the players, I can't remember his name, has won three times on European John tours. Catlin, the American. Yeah, and No Ryder Cup points for the American team for it. None whatsoever. So is that something that needs to be changed or altered? Can the captain look at that and say, I think he deserves a spot? Um, so we'll see what happens. But it's unfortunate that if the Ryder Cup you know, is a worldwide event, PGA yeah. of America running it, why isn't a player rewarded for winning three times over in yep. Europe? Well, captain's picks are captain's picks, so uh, Stric- he can do what Stricker's going to have to do his homework. Yeah, uh, but we'll see if it's the old the old buddy network. If we see some some veteran guys, or somebody starts saying, "Hey, we need to get some new blood because Tiger and Phil's runs kind of coming to an end here. We need to figure out who that next generation is that can can, can handle this for the next ten years." Well, if they need a veteran, they could. Uh, Ask Stuart Sink, who's won twice this yep. year, except for the fact that he's got a terrible five and seven record at the on the Ryder Cup. He's been there five times and really hasn't produced. He's a different player now. He could be that veteran anchor. Yeah. Champions Tour is in Texas at Woodlands for the Insperity Invitational, but they have yet to start uh, torrential rains there in Texas. They're trying to play 36 today, but they have yet to start. Corn Ferry Tour in Huntsville, Alabama at the Legends. Uh, for the Huntsville Championship, Joey Garber has got a three-shot lead over Paul Barhone of France and Harry Hall from England. Brandon Wu, Will Cannon there at seven under par. And so uh, Joey Garber trying to move up significantly. This would take him, if he can get the victory, he would get into that top 25 and put himself in position to get a PGA Tour card. Uh, the LPGA has gone back to Southeast Asia uh, they skipped all those events last year just when COVID was first uh, taking over uh, the globe. Uh, but Zhu Lin uh, is the story. 14 under par, uh, her eighth year on the LPGA Tour. She took a lot of time in COVID to really work on her game, and she's got her first 54-hole lead. One shot over Hannah Green, the legend in B Park. Gabby Lopez is at 12 under. Lydia Ko, Inji Chun. So Yan Yu at 10 under. So she has some big, big names right on her heels for the fourth round. Uh, that'll actually go tonight. It'll be Sunday morning in Singapore, but Saturday night here. Uh, this after Brooke Henderson won last week uh, and a great, great finish. That was an outstanding with uh, Corda and um, who else was in the final group? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was uh, it was fantastic. Jin Young Ko. Jin Young Ko, the world number one. Right. And so, uh, but... Brooke Henderson getting her first win in a couple of years. Hard to believe she's still only 23. Well, it's amazing. She wiped out a four-stroke deficit to come back and win, and now this is her 10th victory, which puts her as the most winning golfer and uh, Canadian golfer. Uh, she had to get past that nine. She did it uh, yeah. for her 10th victory. 
Uh, she has won uh, what six or seven years. She's got at least one victory. Yeah, she didn't win in 2020. Right. So it, it goes back to her first first, first win right here in right Portland. here in Portland that got her. She was a non-member at that point, and right. uh, special commissioner Mike Wan at the time gave her uh, waived whatever rules were in place and gave her to her status, and she came back the next year, won back to back. Yeah, in she was seventeen years old. That's quite something to go out there against the best players in the world and win. Uh, second round leaders in B Park and. Uh, uh, Hoju Kim, was it? No. Yeah. Uh, struggled a little bit. As I understand it, the greens are tough to putt, and it's very hot there. And yes, so they're trying to they're handle. They're right on the coast there in Singapore. A lot of elevation on that coast as well. So yeah. uh, wind has been tough to gauge for the players. And that brings us to the PGA Tour. They are at Innisbrook down there in Palm Harbor, Florida, playing the Copperhead course, the Snake Pit, uh, biting a lot of guys trying to make the cut yesterday. That included Phil Mickelson, uh, Kyrdek Apibonrat had a horrible back nine. Uh, but Keegan Bradley eagled his final hole. He played uh, the ninth and holed out from the fairway. To get to 12 under, he's tied with Sam Burns. Uh, Keegan trying to win for the first time in two years, uh, two or three years. Mm -hmm. And Sam Burns is looking for his first PGA Tour victory. So they are sitting on a 36-hole lead. They got four shots clear of the field. Charlie Hoffman, Lucas Glover, Max Homa there at eight under par. But uh, could be a match play situation. Not there yet. But Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns uh, with a comfortable lead. If they can go out and shoot a decent score today, they could uh, just be those two on Sunday. There's a lot of bogeys out there, particularly as they hit the snake pit. Uh, Keegan Bradley played it quite quite good. Uh, to play that golf course, Copperhead, uh, bogey-free, is really quite an accomplishment. But he's got Lucas Glover, hasn't won in 10 years, uh, on his tail. Max Homa, who's, who said he's just a very different golfer now, so he's got a lot of confidence. Uh, they're chasing him down. Four shots is not a lot. Uh, not with 36 holes left to play. If right. they can keep a four-shot cushion going into Sunday, then it's pretty much match play for those two. Right. And look, Charles Schwartzel. Schwartzel's there. Zach it's Johnson, there. Sung J.M., who seems to always be near the top of the leaderboard now with his iron play. If he can ever get the putter dialed in, look out. He will win in bunches. So that's what's coming up for the weekend. When we come back, Alex Maselli, longtime golf journalist, is going to join us. He wrote a piece for Morning Read about the player impact program on the PGA Tour. And Harold and I hope to get a little bit more educated on what the PGA Tour is trying to do because it seems uh, like they are missing out on the opportunity to accomplish what they're trying to do with the way this is set up. We'll find out more about that as we continue Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 816 this morning, Jason Swigart, Harold Bluestein here with you. Coming up uh, after Center and Scene, who follows us, it's the Oregon Ducks spring game for you. We'll have game day with uh, Dusty and Anthony Newman at 1, and then the spring game coverage with uh, Jerry Jorgie and Joey Mack at 2 o'clock. Uh, draft coverage will continue over on our sister station, 910 ESPN Portland. But right now, we are extremely pleased to have the founder and publisher of Morning Read, longtime golf journalist and uh, TV radio personality, Alex Maselli, joining us this morning. Good morning, Alex. Uh, thanks for taking some time. Uh, how is, uh, how's the weather out there on the uh, eastern seaboard? And uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a little cool. I'm assuming Portland's a little cool as well. A little cool. We got up near 80 earlier in the week, but uh, a little rain overnight, but uh, extremely playable conditions here for, for a little while. So uh, we'd love to be out in the springtime uh, when the weather's a little cooler. Good, good. Well, I, I saw your piece in Morning Read and reached out, and for the last couple of weeks since the PGA the the word came out from the PGA Tour. There wasn't any post. I think they were trying to keep this under the radar. But this player impact program, you see a headline with a $40 million pool of bonus money going to eight players, and you start scratching your head. I can't understand what specifically is the PGA Tour trying to accomplish with this? Well, I, I, I first of all, when you have so much money, you have the opportunity to do some things that are maybe a little different. I don't think the purses need to be up very much. And the FedEx Cup, um, its bonus pool is pretty substantial as well. So I think what they're trying to do is to create an environment where players would be out there more, doing more things to try to get, garner more interest in the PJ Tour. And those that do that, those that are responsible for doing that, and I think most people would know uh, not necessarily by uh, what he does off the course, but what he does on the course, Tiger Woods would be the number one candidate. And 
you know, when you're trying to uh, sell sponsors on sponsoring tour events, when you're trying to do TV deals or radio deals or whatever it is, the value of the personalities on that tour mean a lot in those negotiations. And so that's just a way of basically compensating those, those players that bring the most um, outside the ropes, but also just to the ability to go ahead and negotiate and to negotiate successfully with these different groups. So, Alex, what is the criteria they're using? Is it just a popularity contest? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think um, I, I never I didn't report this at first. Um, Golf Week reported it, and at first, the first thing they had on the list was the FedEx Cup points and how you did in FedEx Cup points. And and I talked to the tour, and they said that's not true. We're not using that. And so every other criteria that they have, which I think is another five different criteria, it's like Q ratings and things like that. It's all about um, exposure, uh, interest level from the public, uh, and what you said. Um, look, you think of it this way. Whoever brings the most fannies in the seats is going to get compensated. That's the plan. And so that's what they, that's how they look at it. Is this just an end around for appearance fees or trying to uh, keep up with a, uh, uh, another tour or someone who's going to come in and steal their players? Well, I, I think, yes. I mean, well, the, the, the bottom line to this is, is that with, with few exceptions, the European tour cannot pay players enough to come over there. You know, Americans don't like to travel to begin with outside the, the continental United States. So to get Dustin Johnson and Byron DeChambeau, Bison DeChambeau rather, as an example of getting into Saudi Arabia the last two years, it's because of significant appearance fees, you know, two, three, four million dollar kind of appearance fees. Most most tournaments are not going to do that. So, um, but the tour has been basically uh, a nod and a wink to sponsors that have signed players that then in turn are going to show up at their events. A great example is the RBC when they signed Dustin Johnson. Now, all of a sudden, Dustin Johnson, not only at Hilton Head, which he never had been to before, basically, but also going to Canada. Those are events he wouldn't have shown up for, but because he's got an RBC relationship, he now shows up for that. So I think you're right. I think this is a, this is part and parcel of that. But the difference is, is that the tour is controlling it, which is, you know, knowing the tour, that's what they want to do. They always want to control everything that goes on. And so this is their way of controlling this particular slice of the situation. Alex Maselli, uh, founder and publisher of Morning Read, our guest here this morning. So I guess what's the motivation for the PGA? Are they worried about sponsors holding on? Is there some more concern behind the scenes? They managed to get through and find a way through uh, the COVID situation and came back before more, most sports were able to due to the nature of, of the game itself. But are there sponsors that are holding on uh, by by the skin of their teeth, or is the tour pretty healthy and they just the PGA Tour just wants to say thank you for the main guys? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the latter. I think when you look at the tour, most of the contracts they have now for sponsorship are in a ten year range, which is kind of unheard of because most corporations can't commit by their own law bylaws to such long contracts but they've made exceptions for the PGA tour. So I don't think it's that. I think the tour is just trying to uh, basically solidify their position, making sure a, that everybody is happy. B uh, saying to those players that are uh, very important to them, not only inside the ropes, but outside the ropes, you know, we, we, we recognize your importance 
um, and we continue to want to support you as much as we can. And I think there was a situation where there was going to be a another tour that was thinking of a way to create a, a situation where they're going to take like the top 30 or 40 in the world. And, you know, that, that tour never was going to get off the ground, not unless you had the players and the, and, and the PGA Tour and the European Tour uh, support it. Uh, the European Tour said no. And uh, they've also gone ahead and gotten much closer to the PGA Tour. I think ultimately what's happening here is, is you're starting to see the, the, the foundation built where you're going to have a world tour. I mean, in the next 20 years, for sure, there's going to be a world tour out there. And it's going to include European tour events, PGA Tour events, probably Asian tour events. And that's, just, that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a, like tennis does, we're going to have a full world tour. And this is just the PGA Tour you know, putting that and putting some parts in place because they can, because they are the big dog and they're the, they have all the money and they can do all these things now. And, and I think that's what you're going to see in the future. So to play devil's advocate, would it not be more advantageous to the PGA tour to take $40 million and start to find ways to have more of its golfers be more known and having more impact supporting some of the, the young up and comers to be the personalities and to take over with guys like tiger and Phil nearing the end of their competitive careers. Well, I think they do. Their their plan is part and parcel of that. What I didn't write in the story is the fact that they're creating a, a office inside the tour that is going to do a lot of that is going to help them help the players on social media, on outreach, on a lot of different things. And it's not just the younger players, but players all across the board. I also believe that um, there are players that – I think, you know, if you're looking at this, you want a player to be themselves. Max Homa is a great example. Not many people may know Max Homa, but he played at Cal, um, which you guys would know because it's Pac-10. But – the bottom line is, is you want the player to be a person that creates their own uh, unique personality that people start uh, addressing and liking. So like Jordan Spieth, no, not a lot of people knew Jordan Spieth when he came out of Texas. In fact, Jordan Spieth didn't even qualify for the PGA Tour uh, out of Q school. Jordan Spieth is one of those guys that created an environment where people like him. They, they follow him. They support him. And that was nothing to do with the PGA Tour. And I think that's, that's a more successful way than some kind of artificial situation that the tour puts together. So I think you need to let players just be players, and some of them are going to be successful on and off the course, and some of them aren't. Alex, do you think there will be any public pushback when a, uh, an organization or an association lays off 50 employees and then gives uh, $40 million to the top 10? Well, I mean, I guess you could ask that of any corporation. I know the tour is not a corporation, but they are, even though they're uh, a tax-exempt organization, they still have to run like a business. Mm -hmm. And so as a business, you have to figure out what's best for you. And, you know, none of us know, none of us know what's best for the PGA Tour except for the PGA Tour. I mean, they're running the organization on a daily basis. The other part of that is, and my editor actually said this to me, and I said, you know what, out of those 50 people that they laid off, and I know some of them, how many of them got their jobs back? How many were asked to come back? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's possible they've actually asked some of those players, those people to come back. But the bottom line is, is that if you're the PJ Tour, you have to run the organization the best way you think is possible. If that's giving $40 million in a player's pool 
to those players that are the most influential off the golf course versus paying to get 50 people back in an organization that's got a heck of a lot of people to begin with, and maybe those 50 people didn't need to be there mm-hmm. you know, to run the organization, then you know, I, I, I guess I'd have to say no. Do you think I, I know there's been some initial kind of shock and awe as this became public. It, the the program's been in effect for a while. It didn't come pu- public till recently. Do you think there will be a provision though that they need to play in a certain number of events? I, I think the big thing is Tiger Woods doesn't need any more money, so to speak. And if he can't get out on a golf course, even though everyone knows he's the most impactful golfer of the last twenty years. Yeah, I, I think th- their goal is is to create a situation where you would play, I think, in some other events that you may not have played in the past. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're at certain events, they want you to be more outreach, more uh, involved with the sponsors and the people that the sponsors bring to the event. So all those are, all those are true. But yet at the same time, which, was the, which is really the reason I actually wrote this story, because by the time I wrote it, everybody pretty much heard about this, this, pol- this program, was the fact that someone like Tiger Woods could actually not play in an event the entire calendar year and could still get money out of this, uh, out of this bonus pool. And I thought that was quite interesting. Not that I thought it was wrong because again, it's not as a popular, like as you said earlier, it's a popularity contest. It's who brings people in, who gets people interested. And if Tiger is that guy, and we all know Tiger, Tiger is the biggest needle mover on the PGA tour by far, even if he's not playing, then I just thought it was interesting that he could actually get that money. And yes, I agree with you. He doesn't need any more money or, or, or does he need any more pension money or anything else? But that doesn't mean that if you earn it, you don't, you shouldn't get it. I wanted to ask you after we saw a really exciting victory by uh, Hideki Matsuyama at the masters, what do you anticipate or what do you see with the PGA championship and the other majors coming uh, up this season? Well, it's a different, you know, obviously it's a different golf course uh, at uh, Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Roy McIlroy is the one that won there last time. It'll be interesting to see what Roy McIlroy does this time around. Um, I think that you're going to find that we're still going to talk about the same players. I mean, Hideki will certainly be in that conversation now where he may not have been when we went to Augusta. But you'll start, start talking about the same amount of players. It'll be the Dustin Johnsons, the Brooks Kepkas, the Jordan Spees, the Ricky Fowlers, if Ricky Fowler is there, which he is under a sponsor's exemption, the Rory McIlroy's, you know, those guys, you're going to still talk about the same guys there. You'll talk about the same guys when we get to Torrey Pines. I think there's a certainly a big difference between what you see at Torrey Pines and what you see at Kiowa. And then Royal St. George's, which is where the British Open is this year, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot because, mm-hmm. again, uh, most of our guys – know some of these courses but Royal St. George's isn't one where you just say oh I'm going to fly over to the UK and play Royal St. George's it's just not one of those places so it's going to be a little different uh, last time around when Darren Clark won uh, Phil Mickelson was very close in that situation but I think Tom Lewis might have been in that hunt as well so I, I think that you know you get to a point where you get uh, a major championship now and you can pick 50 60 guys and say any one of these 50 or 60 can win and i think that's accurate Mm -hmm. that's just how good the fields are now and it's not just really major championships it's across the board but when you get to the big events you look at those guys and there are so many good players both on both sides of the uh, both sides not only the atlantic but obviously both sides of pacific as well 
Alex Maselli, uh, thank you so much for taking some time for us. Uh, love what you've done with Morning Read since you started it. If you're not subscribing or getting the uh, email, morningread.com. Uh, great writers that you've assembled uh, making contributions. We thank you so much for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you again down the road. Sounds great. You guys take care. There you go, Alex Maselli, uh, kind enough to take some time. And uh, providing, I, I think, a level-headed uh, approach, uh, y- you can agree or disagree if this is the right tack for the PGA Tour and how they want to acknowledge people helping to grow the game. And we can maybe discuss that coming up in the tip segment as well. But uh, I think Alex was, I think he understands a little bit more what the PGA Tour is trying to accomplish. And, and he mentioned, too, they are creating some positions and some programs within to help young guys come up and try to establish uh, themselves on social media and developing uh, ways for them to get involved in the game away from competing inside the ropes. Yeah, I think that's the one element to this that I hadn't heard of. And that changes the whole my outlook on it. Uh, not entirely, but I like I appreciated the fact that Alex was talking about this is a business decision that they feel is necessary. I don't know. Maybe tag team wrestling at the 19th hole would would help bring some more people into the seats. But uh, it's an effort on the part of the PGA Tour to increase the exposure of its brand. Well, it'll be a continued discussion uh, throughout the season. Uh, we're making the turn. When we come back, uh, it's time for some tip segment. Harold, uh, in a pro, I'm out at the reserve here this past week. Maybe we'll get a couple of pointers if you're headed out there to play your next round. Also, Mark Pazdur uh, from uh, the Executive, Executive Cup. Cup. Yeah, uh, He will join us, talk to us about uh, that uh, opportunity. It is coming to Coeur d'Alene Resort for the next three years. We'll uh, find out a little bit more about that particular event and uh, uh, the nation's private cup, kind of what's all involved there as we get going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to ask the pro on Golf in the Northwest on the fan. 8.35 here. Uh, took a little extra time with Alex Maselli, but uh, he, he was so good. And he's so dialed in. He's been covering the PGA Tour and, and professional golf for nearly three decades. Wanted to make sure we got full understanding of that. I I subscribe to Morning. Yeah, Day. you turn me on. It's fantastic. Yeah, and the writers are have are and veterans of of golf uh, digest, golf magazines, and, it, and just great writers. Yeah, full range uh, covering the professional tours as well as uh, tips, fitness sort of things, equipment, golf vacations. It's it's comprehensive in terms of whatever particular facet of the game you're interested in. Uh, but it's your your time now. You played the reserve over the week. Yeah. I played it on Thursday. Uh, it's in really good shape. The uh, fairways were good, and I found the fairways. I did find some bunkers, fairway bunkers, that, uh, and the sand in the bunkers, uh, it's new sand. I mean, it's really quite good. And it is, you get into one, it is a hazard. Uh, there, because a lot of them, the front lip is yep. high. Uh, my first decision is what club c- can I get out of this bunker? I didn't care about hitting the green. If I hit the green, great. But what club can I carry it up over the lip? So uh, several times I had a seven iron or an eight iron uh, and carried it over. It's unfortunate because I hit some really good drives. Um that golf course is deceiving. There's places where it's tighter than it looks off the tee, and there's other places where it's wider than it looks. So it's a very good design, uh, and you got to keep the ball in play. Well, let's go into. I played the south course. South course. Yeah. So let's go in, though, to uh, playing out of a fairway bunker. Yep. Um, because obviously, very different from a greenside bunker where you're using the sand to propel the ball onto the green. Uh, hopefully, uh, but the fairway bunker you mentioned first is assessing where you are in the bunker and what you need to do to get out of the bunker. Correct. Uh, and then the swing it, as well as how you're adjusting your setup and what you're trying to accomplish hitting the ball first, but out of the sand, what that does to affect how far you're going to hit it. Well, let's assume that uh, I've got the flat part of the bunker because uh uh, oftentimes, when the ball goes rolls into a bunker, it'll, fairway bunkers are designed to roll the ball back down into the flatter area. But uh, number one, I select the club I need to to get out. Let's say I've got yardage to the green of uh, 120, 130 yards. Well, that would be a nine iron for me. Uh, but I always take one more club. Because if I catch the guy, the ball just a little bit fat, it's going to come up short. So 
if the eight iron works for that yardage, uh, I will take it. Um, so that's number one. The second thing I do is I, I have to remind myself that there's not a lot of lower body movement in this. I've got to be pretty stable. So I don't dig my feet into the sand real lot. I will around a, a, um, in a greenside bunker because I'm kind of lowering my, my uh, impact point. But on a fairway bunker, I don't even think about picking it. Um, the idea of picking the ball out of the bunker, I think, it, uh, is a little too difficult for players to think about. I, I will tell myself, stay tall. So that means that the button on my shirt uh, at my sternum, I'm going to keep that level through the shot. I play the ball back of my stance, middle of my stance. I don't want to get that guy forward like I would have a fairway bunker because, as you said, you're going to contact the ball first. Number one priority for me is to make contact, get it out. But as far as the swing, I just tell myself, stay tall and make a smooth swing. And that's all you really can do and hope for the best. You're going to come up. You may come up a little short, but making solid contact, you're more assured of doing it if you're not using a lot of lower body movement. Most common mistakes, I guess, is people going into the fairway bunker aside from club selection if you're trying to do it based on what yardage you need to get there and not recognizing if you've got some elevation you've got to get out of get out of the lip but uh, what are what's the most common thing people overcompensate for trying well, to go in there i would say just assuming that they're going to make their, their normal swing uh and getting too much leg action into it uh or thinking they have to uh, hang back to get the ball airborne up over a lip. Uh, you've selected the club that's going to get the ball over the lip. If you were smart, you selected the right club. Um, but uh, it's a matter of making a smooth swing and making solid contact, not trying to do too much. Uh, oftentimes, uh, amateur players, even professionals, get into a situation where we try to do a little bit more than the shot needs. And so that's where you really have to stay in the present, calm yourself down, take a deep breath, let it out, and make the shot. And this is a hard one to practice because there's not very many places, especially for amateurs, that have bunkers from where you can fire at something 120 to 150 yards away. So is there something you can do on the range if you're just off grass or, or mats or something? No, there isn't, the, unfortunately. Yeah, this is this is one... Yeah. And maybe this is one when you're out there playing, if you're just playing, put an extra ball down and take another swing at it. Yeah, is it, it find a time during the day that you can be out there in the evening and throw a ball in a fairway bunker, uh, one or two, as long as you're not holding people up and they don't mind that you, you, you give it a shot that you can practice. Um, I'm fortunate at Royal Oaks. I, I do have a fairway bunker that I can hit some shots out of. But they are unusual uh, practice um, opportunities. Uh, most of the time we have the greenside bunkers, which we get used to. Uh, not many people practice the greenside bunker before they go out and play, and I would recommend they did that. If that fairway, uh, if that greenside bunker in the practice range gives you some yardage, uh, then by all means try and uh, grab a 9-iron or an 8-iron and hit out of it. There you go. If you're headed out to the reserve or wherever, mm -hmm. there you go. Keep those things in mind. That's
That's why we keep you around. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. We're going to get out there and do some practicing. Uh, yes, and and get you uh, dialed in. I've I got guess. I've got uh, all most of the clubs now and ready to go out. And I, I hit the the range uh, a little bit the last uh, week or so. Want to get a good comfortable feel with them before we. I want to establish the good habits before I take them out on the course and start turning into bad habits. Well, what did we talk about before we came on the air? I want you to breathe, right? Yeah. I, I want you to calm down. Feel your feet beneath you. Feel the ground beneath you. Take a deep breath. Let it out. Breathe. Be in the present moment. If you have a little difficulty doing that, close your eyes. Make some practice swings just so you can get into your body. Uh, let your body tell you what you might need instead of imposing, always imposing on your body to perform. So we will keep those things in mind, start to work on that as well. When we come back, Mark Pazdur is the publisher of Executive Golfer Magazine. Family's been uh, publishing it since 1972. He's also the tournament director for the Executive Cup oper Club or Tournament Opportunities uh, for people that are a member of private clubs. It's coming, the Executive Cup coming to Coeur d'Alene for the next three years. He will join us next in the business of golf and uh, talk about uh, his uh, publication as well as competition opportunities for those of you that uh, do play uh, at your private clubs as we continue on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. 847 here as we're coming down the stretch in another edition of Golf in the Northwest. We're only a couple of weeks away from the PGA Championship. It'll be great to be out at Kiwa Island. Thanks, Will. He's, he's, he's busy. He's uh, getting us ready with uh, Mark Pazdur here in just a second. He doesn't let me touch buttons very often. But, no, uh, we a, try and yeah, keep yeah. treat you like a five-year-old when it comes to pushing buttons. They, the season goes by so quickly. Yes. I mean, it's like, well, the Masters starts the season, boom, all of a sudden we're into the PGA, and now it's moved into uh, May. That makes things different. But I think the season's going to rush by us, I hope, People have a chance to get out and play. Absolutely. And speaking of playing, uh, we want to welcome in our guest here in the business of golf, Mark Pazdur. Uh, he's the publisher of Executive Golfer Magazine. It's been published by the Pazdur family since 1972. He's also the tournament director for the Executive Cup. Uh, and the cover story for this uh, week's edition or the latest edition uh, shows that that uh, 
It's America's Tournament for Private Club Champions, and it is coming to the Coeur d'Alene Resort up there in the panhandle of Idaho uh, this September, and we'll be there for the next few years. Good morning, Mark. Uh, welcome in, and uh, maybe give everybody a little bit more background on on how your family came to establish uh, the publication. Well, good morning, all. Uh, thanks so much for having me on this morning. Uh, executive golfer, really kind of an interesting story that, uh, my mom and dad started the publication back in 1972. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that, uh, we're celebrating our 49th anniversary. And I'll tell you, sometimes when I get up in the morning, it feels like that it's been 49 years, uh, <laughs> that, uh, start to feel that ache in the back a little bit, uh, after all the years of golf. And, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because my parents had a very long publishing background. And in fact, my dad helped start up Playboy magazine with Hugh Hefner and, uh, believe it or not way back when, and you know, that was well before the internet and email and all that kind of stuff, uh, that, uh, Hugh Hefner said, Hey, I have this idea. Let's call it Playboy. Uh, dad was instrumental in getting Marilyn Monroe on the front cover of the first issue. And their biggest problem back then, uh, all the newsstands were owned by uh, just families, and that's how they made their living, and that it was kind of considered a uh, degradation of society for any of the newsstands that would carry it. And my dad ended up leaving, went over to TV Forecast, which became TV Guide, wanted to kind of start to do his own thing, and at that time, there was a golf community called Desert Highlands uh, that was uh, being developed by Lyle Anderson out of Scottsdale. And that was this whole idea of kind of marrying real estate and golf together. And that there was no one really covering the whole lifestyle side of golf back then. And that's how executive golfer started. So it's, it's uh, uh, kind of slowly progressed over the years. And now digital has become a, a much bigger part of it uh, compared to print. You know, I don't know what to think. Uh, you mentioned Playboy magazine. It brings back <laughs> in 1972. It brings back my childhood. The uh, <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, I like to joke about. I, I say to uh, 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 my dad passed away four years ago, but mom is still involved with the business. And I say, couldn't you have gone? I, I just imagine what my childhood would have been like if I had grown up in the Playboy world <laughs> or in the TV Guide world. And we go into golf. I mean, you know, back then that was before Tiger Woods and golf was not exactly the coolest sport to be playing in high school. And uh, uh, but I, I feel uh, very fortunate with uh, how everything has turned out. Well, and it's a great publication. Uh, I get your emails uh, on a daily basis and I, I read them uh, and they're very informative. But let people know what is your mission here? What are you presenting to the public? Well, I would say that really our niche is going after the private country club members. Uh, our magazine, the print edition, is distributed in 2,000 private golf clubs. Uh, we also go into domestic American Airlines, Delta Airlines, and American Express Centurion Airport lounges. And so really, I, I guess the best way to describe what executive golfer is, that Golf and Golf Digest, the two big leaders out there, if you play golf, they want you to be familiar with everything that they have to offer. Where with us, unless you belong to a private club, we really don't want you to know that we exist because that's how we're able to deliver a different demographic base than you're going to find with, say, the Golf Channel or one of the other major mass publications that are out there. Mark Pazdur, our guest here from Executive Golfer. 
for those, you know, we, we've seen the, the one of the things through all this COVID situation was golf stayed available as an outlet, as recreation, as a way to socially gather safely while so much of life was trying to sort itself out over the past year. How has that affected the private clubs uh, and are the private clubs now is it more accessible? Is it are are they finding a way to reach out to bring more people in? Is it more economically affordable, or have they tightened up the reins? Okay, a couple of interesting statistics uh, for you. Uh, the first one is that the National Golf Foundation uh, finished their report for last year, and total rounds in America were up eleven percent. Uh, now, not everybody benefited from that. If you were in Hawaii or the Caribbean, uh, that obviously any market that you had to fly to, that uh, rounds at those golf courses just got crushed. And you also have to remember that several uh, states closed golf courses for several months, and so to still be up 11% with all those headwinds is pretty remarkable. Uh, for the private club segment, it's a little bit of a mixed bag uh, because, it, it, as you know, private clubs, their number one revenue source are dues. And so you get to play free golf. So they don't really care if you play two rounds or 20 rounds a month. Uh, they get the same uh, monthly dues from you. Maybe they get a little bit more in food and beverage, but a lot of clubs have been hit pretty hard with lack of weddings, groups coming in, Christmas parties, all that kind of stuff that really helps on the food and beverage side. Uh, so if you are a private club that has a real estate component to it, they are on fire. Um, many of the clients that I work with, they're reporting record low uh, inventory, uh, record high sales, and so that helps the bottom line. So basically, if you're a drive-to daily fee course or resort course, you probably had a pretty good summer. Uh, that if you're a private club that does still actively sell real estate, you had probably a pretty good 2020. Uh, but if you are kind of an out-of-the-way club or a very mature club that doesn't have a real estate component, you're probably a, a very much a mixed bag as far as whether your revenue was up or down, even though rounds played around the country were up uh, 11%. You and I chatted yesterday a little bit about uh, the – uh, where people may go, resorts, uh, places that people can visit. And you brought up an interesting point about what they should look for and the challenges they may find when they get there. Right. So uh, that uh, one thing you want to really do your homework on is if you're planning on going to a resort destination and that you look on their website and it says open, we look forward to having you come here with open arms you got to make sure that all the services are open. Uh, at many of the, the resorts, spas are still closed, uh, that they may have curtailed housekeeping, uh, that they may have only one of two restaurants open. Uh, and it, 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 uh, I could get myself in a little bit of hot water here in saying this, but you have to go and say, is that being done because it is a very smart COVID protocol, or are they doing that? as a way to save money. And the bottom line is that it's probably a little bit of both. And so you really want to make sure wherever you go that, yes, the room is there, yes, the golf course is open, and that they probably uh, have a restaurant or two there. But are all of the services, the reason that you're going there in the first place, 
are they all available to you? And I think that that will become less and less of an issue probably six months from now. But boy, oh boy, right now, if you're a resort and you're able to curtail housekeeping by 50 percent, that goes straight to the bottom line and labor costs, uh, laundry costs and all that kind of stuff. Yet you're probably still paying the same uh, room rate that you would as if you were having daily housekeeping. Mark Pazdour, publisher, Executive Golfer Magazine, uh, executivegolfermagazine.com. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I'm so curious, uh, what's uh, maybe some of the features, people that uh, are, are unfamiliar, maybe we'll direct them to your, your publication. Uh, what are some of the features that they can take advantage of? Really, our niche is where to stay and where to play. And uh, so, for example, Coeur d'Alene Resort is going to host uh, our Executive Cup tournament that's only for club champions. Uh, that takes place in September. But I'd welcome anybody to go to our website. Again, it's executivegolfermagazine.com. And we have a nice selection of private clubs and resorts all across the country uh, and some really pretty pictures to look at. Fantastic. We thank you so much. Uh, good luck with the tournament come September. And we'd love to uh, maybe catch up with you sometime down the road. Thanks so much. Look forward to talking to you soon. There you go. Mark Pazdour, executive golfer, uh, magazine.com. Uh, interesting there. And so often, you know, we focus on the public side of things. That's, you know, I'm not a member of a club and, and that sort of thing. And we want to reach out as much to you. But I know so many of our listeners do belong to clubs and uh, uh it's a, it's a different uh, sort of situation that they find themselves in. Yeah, and we have uh, some opportunities that may not be available uh, to others. But, uh, you know, we we all love our public golf courses and our privates the same way. A lot of the private golf courses uh, give away uh, green fees uh, for charity events and things like that. It take an opportunity to play some of those yep. courses. But we're fortunate in the Northwest, and particularly in Portland and Vancouver, to have uh, public golf courses that are every bit as special Absolutely. as the uh, private course. Thanks to Mark for joining us. Thanks as well to Alex Maselli. That'll do it for us. Center and Saint up next, and then it's uh, the Duck Spring game coming up. Uh, game day at 1 with Dusty and Anthony Newman, and then the game at 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Thanks to Will, as always, behind the glass for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. You can just stuff so many pastries in your mouth. I have, I have a spreadsheet, so I'm sure they had her out beating balls until the the, the yeah. cows came home. How tight it is! Well, yep. they always call swag the reach around around. Sergio here. Garcia, the Spanish rat, suck moisture out of the greens. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Features in Europe. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.